G'day, and welcome to AOS Coach. Endless spells are back in a big way thanks to War Scroll rewrites and points reductions in the General's Handbook, and you probably already noticed spells like Quicksilver Swords, Ravenashing Jaws, Geminids, and the Dreaded Purple Sun already causing havoc on the tabletop. So in this video, I'm going to look at ways that you can defeat Endless spells and hopefully avoid this. Oh my god! This dude's fucking shit! Make it! Make it, what happened? He just fucking purple sunned him! And he purple sunned him! I have 10 hubgrots left now! So how do you defend against counter and better play against endless spells? Firstly, you'll want to prioritize dispelling and unbinding attempts. Now, there is a difference between the two. An unbind is when you attempt to stop the spell from being cast, while a dispel is removing the endless spell from the battlefield. Both happen at different times. When it comes to dispelling and unbinding, you need to remember that to remove an endless spell that is existing on the tabletop, a dispel, it must happen at the start of each hero phase. So you can't cast all of your important spells, you can't try to save up all of your unbinds and hopefully try to remove your opponent's spells before they're cast. And then if you've got a spare one, you want to try to cast a dispel, it all happens right at the start. Each wizard and priest can attempt to dispel one endless spell each, and if they attempt to dispel, it will reduce the priest chanting by one, and the wizard's cast or unbind attempts by one in that phase. If you're blessed with arcane terrain on your side of the table, you'll want to set up a wizard within one inch of it to get plus one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding to hopefully improve your chances to stop them from either getting on the table or removing them when you want to remove the endless spell. Now, if you are setting up the battlefield and you get to choose the side of where you deploy, even if you don't have a wizard, you might want to take arcane terrain and deny it from your opponent and make casting a little bit harder for them. If you don't have access to Dispelling or Unbinding, you do have the Heroic Willpower, Heroic Action, instead of using Finest Hour, Heroic Leadership, whatever it might be. If you use Heroic Willpower in your Hero Phase, you will be able to attempt to Dispel one Endless Spell, or if you use it in your opponent's turn, you will get to attempt to unbind one of your opponent's spells. Now the caveat here is that it can't be used on a wizard. When you see that your opponent has an endless spell up their sleeve, you may want to hold on to one of your unbind attempts in order to stop it. Launching the Soul Seeker, aka the Boatman, is an endless spell that players will often want to get on the tabletop early, so by stopping it, you may delay their attack. Chronomatic Cogs and Umbral Spell Portal are two other endless spells that will significantly boost your opponent's army that you'll want to stop if you see them in the list. And there are ways that you can improve your chances to dispelling and unbinding. Now there are a heap of units in the game that have a native boost to unbinding and dispelling rolls. Scragroth the Loon King gets plus one to unbinding rolls. Thankwill gets plus three to dispelling and unbinding depending on how much damage is sustained. Corn Fleshhounds can attempt to unbind one spell in the enemy hero phase and attempt to dispel one endless spell in your hero phase. And if the unit is 10 or more models, you'll get plus one to those unbinding and dispel rolls. Ossiark Bone Reapers have Arkham the Black that has a native plus two to its unbind and dispel, again, depending on how much damage he's taken. Cities of Sigmar have the Luminarch that gives them plus one to unbinding rolls for friendly collegic arcane wizards within 12 inches, as well as the Rune Lord that can attempt to dispel one endless spell in your hero phase, as well as attempt to unbind one enemy spell in their hero phase. And you do get to add plus two to dispelling and unbinding rolls for the Rune Lord. 
The Seraphon's Lan gets a plus one to dispelling and unbinding rolls, as well as it can unbind and dispel from anywhere across the board. And if you happen to take Lord Croak, you get plus two to the dispel and plus two to the unbind, as well as the same board-wide denial that uh, the Slan has. Soul Black Gravelord's Bella Dharma gets plus one to her dispelling and unbinding rolls. This is just a sample of the units that have a native boost on their raw scroll to dispelling and unbinding. And if your faction doesn't have a unit like this, you can always look into your ally pools because again, all of these are actually on the war scroll, so I'll port them over into your list. There are also units that you may want to consider that have a special interaction when it comes to dispelling and unbinding. Archeon can use his Zench head on the mount to automatically dispel an endless spell that's within 18 inches, as well as get to ignore the effects of endless spells on a 4+. The Cronspine Incarnate of Gur, which is available to every faction, can attempt to charge an endless spell if it's within 12 inches of an endless spell that was summoned by an enemy wizard, so you can't charge your own endless spells. It also has a special monstrous rampage that lets you pick an enemy summon endless spell that's within 3 inches of the incarnate and roll 2d6 and plus the level of the incarnate which will vary between 1 and 3. The endless spell is dispelled if the roll is greater than the casting value and it will go up if you're successful but if you're unsuccessful be warned it will go down a level and you do lose a lot of power or could slay it completely if it goes from level 1 to 0. Kairos Fate Weaver once per turn in your hero phase can pick one endless spell within 18 inches of Kairos and just straight out dispel it. The Knight in Cantor once per battle in the enemy hero phase can automatically unbind a spell without making a roll. The Cruel Boys Gobsprack once per battle can attempt to unbind a spell using 3d6 instead of 2d6. Dorelia Vendence can choose an endless spell to be the target of her melee or shooting attacks, and if she scores a hit, she gets to roll 2d6, and if that roll beats the casting value, it will dispel the endless spell. She does get double damage as well against wizards, so it'll be a nice way to kind of slay off wizards as well and stop them. The Beast of Chaos Saigor has unbind attempts, and if you are successful when unbinding a spell, it will deal mortal wounds to the caster and heal one wound to itself. It also has a unique monstrous rampage very similar to the Incarnate of Gur, where you get to pick one endless spell within six inches of the Saigor as a monstrous rampage and roll 2d6. And if that roll beats the endless spell's casting value, it will dispel the endless spell and the Saigor will heal up a number of wounds equal to that 2d6 roll. So you roll, I don't know, you roll a 10, boom, you basically fully heal up again with your Saigor to go out and smash. Nighthaunt Myrmon Banshees get to roll 2d6 when an endless spell finishes a move within 6 inches, and you get to add plus 1 to that if there are 3 or more models. If the roll is greater than the casting value for that endless spell, it is just straight out dispelled. Some units like the Stormdrake Guard have a 4 plus ward against the effects of spells and endless spells. But then there are also faction-specific boosts within the Allegiance abilities, the sub-allegiance choices, your command traits, your artifacts, and any other enhancement choices you get to choose. Cities of Sigma has the Hallow Heart sub-faction that allows them to ignore the effects of spells and endless spells on a 5+, and that can be reduced to a 4+, if you use one of the spells that's within 12 inches of the caster. They also have the famed Spell Hunter command trait that gives them a plus 3 to the spell rolls for a Wizard General. Corn have a heap of ways to deny magic. They can spend two blood tie points to automatically unbind a spell anywhere on the battlefield. 
They have the Spellbane Hex Prayer that allows them to dispel an endless spell within 16 inches of a priest. They have a bunch of anti-magic artifacts like the Collar of Contempt, the Brazen Rune, or the Collar of Corn. They've also got the Reapers of Vengeance sub-faction that gives them the Mage Eater Command trait that allows them to get some extra unbinds and potentially do some mortal wounds back to the, the wizard who's trying to cast that spell or endless spell. Sylvaneth have the Radiant Spirit Command trait that gives the Wizard General a 4-up spell ignore. Seraphon Skink Spell Law has Bind Endless Spell, and that spell will take over the control of an enemy endless spell. Soblight Gravelords there, Legion of Blood Vampires can be chosen to be Arcane, and if you make them Arcane, they will get a plus 2 to their first cast, Dispel, and Unbind in each of the hero phases if that vampire isn't mounted, or if they are mounted, they'll get a plus one instead. Fire Slayers have the Null City and Icon artifact that lets your Battlesmith ignore the effects of spells and endless spells on a four plus. The Ogre Moor Tribe's Butcher artifact, the Blood Rock Talisman, will add plus two to unbind and dispel rolls. The Frost Lord and Huskard artifact, the Skull Shards of Dragar, um, will give them a once per battle auto unbind as well as the Great More Pot Terrain feature will give you plus one to dispel, unbind, and casting rolls for wizards within an inch of the More Pot. Flesh Eater Courts have the Dark Wizardry Command trait that will give you plus one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for the general, and the Dermal Robe Artifact, which will also give them a plus one to their casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for the bearer. Ossiarch Bone Reapers have the Soul Energy Command trait that allows you to re-roll casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for the general, as well as the Null Myriad sub-faction that gives your entire army of 5 plus ignore the effects of spells or endless spells. You've also got Skaven, whose Nar holes will give them plus 1 to casting, dispelling, and unbinding for friendly Skaven wizards within 3 inches of the terrain feature. And if you're using Clan Scryer, you have access to the Warpstone Spark, and that will allow you to re-roll casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for Clan Scryer Wizard. If you've been unsuccessful in unbinding or dispelling that endless spell, it is time to start screening. Look to incorporate cheap expendable units into your list if you haven't already included them. Free Guild Guard, Clan Rats, Dire Wolves, Hobgrots, Noblars, the Chaos Underworld's Warbands like the Untamed Beasts are just a few examples of those cheap units that could soak up a charge that could be used on a flank to push your opponent back if they want to come in from reserve and endless spells that want to damage your critical units. Define which units are expendable into your list and this may change from battle to battle. Expendable units don't hold as much value to scoring battle tactics, your objective control, and ultimately your grand strategy. In a battle plan where only your heroes could score, well everything else becomes more expendable. You want to protect your heroes with everything you've got. Endless spells often want to cause their damage at short range, so Purple Sun needs to be within 3 inches in order to attempt to slay a model, your Quicksilver Swords needs to pass over the unit, uh, Gnashing Jaws needs to be within 1 inch or pass over the unit. Use these expendable units to clutter up the board and keep endless spells away from your high value important units by filling in the gaps where they might want to land. Um, endless spells are physical models and their bases will need to land somewhere. So use this to your advantage, especially if the endless spell like Purple Sun, like Jaws, um, have large bases. And it's better that your cheap expendable units take the damage instead of those important hero, monsters or elite units. The other option is to kill the wizards in the army that can cast the endless spells and the priests who can bring on the invocation. 
Killing the wizards and priests from your opponent's army will mean that any endless spells and invocations that are not summoned will sit idle off the table. That's point not helping them win the game. When a wizard that summoned a predatory endless spell is slain, but the endless spell is still on the table, it goes from being controlled to wild. The wild endless spells are moved, starting with the player who's taking the turn. So essentially in your turn, you'll be able to move the wild predatory endless spell and either move it out of range to hurt your units or even move it into your own opponents. How cool would that be to grab again that purple sun and throw it back into your opponent? Endless spells are here to stay and they are back with a vengeance. I wouldn't completely gut my next tournament list in an attempt to make it all anti-magic, just to attempt to deny my opponent their purple sun, but it is something that you need to think about when you're going to your next event. It isn't just these universal endless spells that are powerful, there are a lot of powerful faction-based endless spells. Daughters of Cain have the Bloodrack Viper that can auto-slay models, Lumineth Realm Lords have the Rune of Petrification, as well as Stormcast have the Everblaze Comet, and they'll do damage as well as debuff you in various ways, just to name a few. It isn't just the damage-dealing predatory endless spells that you need to worry about. Death armies can make the most of Horrorgast, Skaven and Stormcast are early adopters into Launchin, the Chromatic Cogs and Umbral Spell Portals are really supercharging magic heavy armies. Let me know in the comments section how you're thinking about defeating and defending against endless spells. I'm sure there are a lot of different faction based tactics that you can double down on when it comes to magical protection and I'm sure there's a lot of things I haven't explored. So let me know in the comments how you're thinking about this and we can all learn together. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video as well as left me a comment to let me know what your thoughts are. The conversation will continue over on Discord, and the link is down below in the video description. I want to give a massive shout out as well to the AOS Coast Patreons and YouTube members who are going in and the funds of supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you're all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a one on a redeploy.